Hi everyone, oh. welcome back. Hi, I'm so excited to see you guys. Guys, we are killing it. We are David back on campus. Bit. We are back on campus. Dude, I have been doing so well, much. We so much, dude. We are back on campus. Yeah. There's two of us who are back on campus, and as you might be able to tell, who uh, like which one's which? Um David and I, I are back. I am in the throne right now, so I feel quite powerful. So <laughs> Bro, I am in the I am in the chair. <laughs> I'm also just very excited to be back doing the podcast again because it's been a little bit since we've done a legit podcast, right? I think. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad that we weren't able to do it, but like we all had things. We had a lot of things going on. Hmm. Like I I flew down to Georgia. I spent like a week with my my father, my stepmother, my three youngest brothers. I saw my grandfather and my grandmother down there. Um, and anytime I can get with them, it's just amazing because I don't often see them. And then I flew back to <laughs> where we live. And two days later, we drove down <laughs> nice to. Yeah, I know. Um, I drove down to our college. To Georgia, I, I drove down to Georgia once again, which isn't a short drive. I'm going to tell you guys, it took us two days That's to go great. down. I That's stayed there for four days and then went back up in two days. The day after, I moved the fuck into college. I am so busy. tired now. You know, it's, it's just fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah, fine. yeah. I've, uh, it's fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on, funny. Oh, yeah. And oh. by the way, guys, this is going to be the first time I'm hosting in like two months, I think it is. How are you guys? Crazy. I wanted to ask how. Uh, we start like with late or something. Uh, how are you guys enjoying just being back on campus? Is, does it feel weird? Um, I know Layton also woke up at two p.m., so he didn't get to experience the day. Um, so okay. maybe this is a bad choice. But you well, know, yesterday, yesterday we had some fun times. If you remember, Ethan. Um, yesterday I, I, I was. Yesterday I went to bed at like four in the morning and then woke up at eight to prep and move in. And then I did, and I was up the entire day. So me sleeping 12 hours, which I didn't mean to do and I didn't really want to do, is not, like, out of the ballpark, like, out of the blue. He was, wasn't he like was just a, a – you were just a seepy, eepy little guy, a little skeevy, little, little, little man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so I'm going to hop on the questions about uh, moving in and everything. It was great. I'm not expected to have this room as they, if you remember, we were doing it in mine and Ethan's room last year. This room is basically just as big as that, but it's just for me. So bed over here, move over here. It is an entire apartment size, dude. It is ridiculous oh, how big this room shit, is. Dude, dude, Ethan, it's I insane. can't wait for our room. I'm like, I'm been looking on like the so there's a program that allows us to uh, edit our rooms and stuff and just see what it looks like. Oh and yeah, I've what is it called? At that. It's, um... it's roomy. Roomy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and dude, they have because of where our room is situated, the leftmost wall as you walk in is window, so we could, right, like theoretically, put our desks like in front of the windows, or I could put my desk in front of the window depending on what side we pick, and that's like a good like, I don't know lighting to wake up to or while gaming you have like lighting and stuff it's pretty nice yeah that's pretty cool so, hey so uh this door behind me yeah this is definitely the door into this my uh, fucking into, guy. Into... oh god you can hear the as he walks away 
By the way, we can't hear him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna voice over what he's saying right he's now. He's got his own um, shitter. I'm a I'm a stinky little boy. I'm a stinky little guy with my own bathroom, and I just uh, you know. Oh cool. Oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah yeah I'm so oh hi Layton, how's it oh going? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, oh my, well that's crazy, crazy? guys. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. crazy. Once. No no. Stop. <laughs> oh shut up. Jesus. <laughs> but um, um I, I spent the day kind of with the RAs, a little bit with Layton, a little bit with the RAs and stuff of my dorm, um and. You know, we chill out. We're having a whole conversation. You know, I'm loving talking to them. We're all new. We don't know what each other's interests are. And a lot of these guys are so, like, educationally focused. They don't fucking do shit. So, like, <laughs> kind of hard to talk about, like, interests and things like that. When it's they, like, hey, you and... guys like magic? What's magic? No, so, yeah, yeah. So, so David, like, what did you talk about? Uh, What did I talk about with them? Like I, I mean, I actually didn't mention magic once, uh, but I mentioned my good friend Leighton Martinez a few times, and they now think I'm fucking times. obsessed with him. <laughs> they think I'm fucking obsessed with him, and I, I, Imagine I feel so in love. It's, it's because it's because the two of us were literally hanging out like an hour before. <laughs> we were hanging out so often, and I, I feel so awkward talking to these people like that. But like. Oh, it's fine. It's, fine. it's, it's, it's on the brain, especially like talking about when you have situated like RA stuff. Like the only other RA, RA that we really got to know was Lane. So yeah, seriously. And oh man, Joey, our past RHD, walks over and goes, "Oh hey, uh, hi Layton, how's it going?" I, meanwhile, I am a table away. He walks up only to Layton, says hi, and then walks away. And I go, "Okay." <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty popular in the the dining hall today. A lot you of people were. came up. A lot of people came up and were like, "Holy shit, what's up, Layton?" I was like, "Hi." He's just so cool. You know. I, I will no. say, another funny story about me hanging out with the RAs and everything is, you know, we're chatting, we're chatting. One of the RAs who hasn't come up yet, um, hasn't talked to us because she's been doing stuff, moving in, uh, like having dinner with her parents, whatever. She walks over to us and goes, guys, they messed up. Everything in the vending machine is 60 cents. And we go, <laughs> we're like, right. and we pile <laughs> into the elevator. We create a literal line while people are trying to pass <laughs> us in the hallway as we are all getting stuff. For sixty cents in the vending machine. That's fantastic. That is amazing. I will be checking out our vending machines downstairs to see if that is the case. <laughs> okay. I, so if I could buy like twenty monsters, I will. Do it. For Buy sixty cents up. a piece. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Final thing before we get into this topic. It's gonna gonna kinda kinda roll us into there. Ethan came over yesterday. Layton and I have minorly moved in. We've unpacked our stuff, you know. We haven't oh. necessarily moved in, moved in. Yeah, um, I don't have everything here. And, like, uh, we start playing Magic. So the first game, you know, Ethan has created, you know, this minor deck. He's playing Toski, which is mono green in Magic the Gathering, which is disgusting, <laughs> nasty, and it makes me hate the world. Um, and Yeah, I hate I hate green. And it's so nasty. It's so gross because he can fucking whip his. I I okay. I need to calm down. <laughs> uh, he can. Huh. He he pays like two mana and he gets out like a twelve twelve and he's just like 
Actually, it was four mana, and then I got out Terastodon, uh, or Terastodon, and destroyed three of your permanents. That was cool. That was that was kind of epic, you know. And then after he he destroys me the first game, you know, absolutely um, annihilates me in the worst possible way. Uh, he Oppenheimered my board state. If you want to know the truth, <laughs> um, so, which was a really good movie. And then Leighton just comes out of nowhere and destroys him. Yeah, it was they, so they had like they had like board wiped me. It, David destroyed all of my artifacts. Ethan had like like destroyed some of my important stuff too beforehand. So my board state was empty except for lands. And if you know anything about five color decks, is uh, lands are really important. Um, yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. It's just a little important. And I had like fourteen basic lands out or something like that uh that's crazy dude. it's also like i, I, I came I back so and destroyed ethan yeah i like i basically was like i could just wipe david right now or i could like let him survive a little bit longer and he'll probably tank some some of my stuff so i decided to wipe which was not the right move because what i ended up doing was wiping it destroyed a bunch of my creatures looking back at layton and layton going goodbye goodbye right now and I, I was came, like, aww. I so, came right back and just murdered them. The second Him. part of the story comes when <laughs> uh, the next game we play, I go, Ethan, I really don't want you playing that deck. You can play another one of my decks. I'm looking for just, you know, a fun game right now. And That's so, not how it was worded. That's Scream. not how it was worded. <laughs> I, uh, don't with play this testimony. <laughs> oh my god, there's a giant spider on my wall. I'm going... Oh, I'm behind my Overwatch poster. I have to burn it. I have to burn it. <laughs> Dude, Shelob. Shelob is here. No, stop! That was massive. Hold on. I, you guys keep talking. I'm Hold on. BRB. <laughs> Bro has to deal with some serious shit right now. <laughs> but, um, so... I bring out my White Paws, which is the so easy to kill someone with. And I absolutely wipe him. And Leighton gets so fucking lucky and kills well, him. Oh. He is both of my removal, which allows him to build up a board state where he can I... just tap my guy whenever I want to attack. Yeah, so I I had it I had pulled um a I had pulled a uh like a target a destroy target creature card or whatever, like in my first hand. And I had it was it's a one mana Swords of Plowshares, Swords of Plowshares, and David only has Light Paws, really. I mean, yes, there's other creatures as well, but not many, and Light Paws is the main point of the deck. So I was just sitting there holding onto this Destroy Target creature, and I know Ethan and Ethan and David are going at it, and they're just facing each other off, and David gets really powerful and kills Ethan. And as soon as he kills Ethan, I'm like, okay, now that Light Paws did that, I'm going to go ahead and kill Light Paws. It was so dooky. It was so smelly. He stunk. He stunk like a Discord mod for a long time after that. It but was like, very funny. He he smelled like the inner bowels of an Ewok. Like it was nasty stuff, dude. <laughs> um, and you know, it you know actually we traded some blows and stuff like that. But I just you know I conceded. Layton won both games that day. It was really fun. Oh great! Because my mirrors not my mirrors doesn't always do that hot. <laughs> Ethan, how'd it go, bud? Dude, this thing this thing was, like, this big, which is, like, in retrospect, not that bad, I guess, but for just a, a spider on your wall. And motherfucker Bro. was fast. 
bro had haste. He was just... He goes underneath my over... You know, actually, I'll show you. I'll show you. So this is what I see. I'm, like, podcasting. And mind you, that's the Overwatch poster right there. It's right next to me. I see from behind my TV just a... And it goes underneath my Overwatch poster. And then, like, a good right after I muted, he was up above, like a little bastard. And he was ready to hunt me, like a predator. That's so disgusting. there is there's a spider that we refuse to kill right on our porch just because you know it's good for mosquitoes and stuff and we live in a swamp area and so there's tons of mosquitoes there this guy no kidding is the largest spider i've ever seen we've taken pictures of it he is half the size of my shoe he is half the size of my shoe and i don't have the biggest, i don't have the biggest shoes he is yeah, he is this shoes. big wolf spider he is he is almost as big as my hand that's nasty. Yeah, I've, I actually, I actually huge, found uh, it was so funny. I was coming home from Lily's house, and um, I walked in. It's like ten o'clock at night. It's dark. Porch lights on. Whatever. There's moths everywhere. I open my outer door, like to go to over get into my house, and uh, I just happened to catch out of the corner of my eye, big old spider this big. Um, nasty. Like right That's here. Nasty right here and i'm like i don't like hey, it hey buddy gonna go for a snack i guess i'm going to I... get inside as quickly as possible so you don't get inside with me oh yeah it's god i hate spiders i hate spiders so much they're just devils on earth i think we should probably hop into this episode what do you guys think yeah, yeah. 15 minutes in. we're good okay do it let's get going guys so i'm just gonna pull up dumb stuff here and here we go. In three, I think you should scroll down two, just a little. One. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the For Light Podcast, a weekly show about gaming, gaming news, and all things entertainment related. I'm your host for this evening, David, alongside my co-hosts. I'm Layton. I'm Aiden. And I'm Ethan. So I wanted to say, first off, I'm so glad to be back here, guys. I'm going to be the host for this episode, but seriously, it is so nice to be back on the podcast and just, you know, talking and chilling with my oh, best yeah. friends. So, and, you know, I'm also moved into the dorm, so feeling good, feeling fresh, feeling fine. Um, but I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping here just so you guys can, you know, get comfortable today. Listen to us. So, as always, uh, you can find us anywhere you podcast anywhere you stream podcasts at for light podcast on all platforms such as apple music spotify amazon music and just generally wherever you listen to podcasts um visually you can find us on youtube and uh you can find us when we air our podcasts on twitch which will generally be around the same time but we're going through some schedule changes and we'll let you guys know about that whenever we end up settling on the exact times of our podcast and stuff so knowing we are a small community and everything we want to shout out some of the small creators that are part of our communities and who've really helped us out, whether that be friends, whether that be viewers, whether that be anything related to the podcast. We just really wanted to show our appreciation of these people. So, well, if you love D&D figures, go ahead and go check out uh, one of our close friends Etsy's shops named Arcane Addicts. This shop is really interesting because it will do many figs, bottles, potions. It can spruce up the table in all sorts of neat ways. In interesting, make it so that you are enveloped in your D&D game. Give this channel, give this Etsy shop just a little bit of love here. Arcane Addict. As well, we have the links in the descriptions of all of our videos. And we would love if you guys could give us a little bit of love and appreciation to those creators that we're talking about at this time. 
as well. We always want any support you guys want to give us. We'd love to have it. If you guys want to contact us, we're going to have our emails on our channel. Anywhere you can find us, we'll have our emails present. And if you're just listening to this at For Life Podcast, we'd love to have some topic ideas. We'd love to see if you guys just want to reach out, show our support, show some love. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for the support you give to us. Now, on to the topic. So today we're going to be talking about crossovers in Magic the Gathering. And this is kind of a hot topic right now um, and not the store, but we... <laughs> We're going to definitely have to dive into a bit of controversy with Wizards of the Coast, also known as Watsi. So if you hear us saying that, that's what we're going to be talking about today. The th I just want to outline some of the sets that have been released this year and want to make sure that everything, like we, we're talking about the sets so you guys understand, you know, some of the sets that have been released this year, our opinions on those. And then we're going to be moving into the sets that are coming out this upcoming year, which are going to be the most important things that we're going to be talking about and focusing this episode on. So... To start, in 2022 fall, both Dominaria United and Brothers War were released. If there's any comments on that, what do you guys think about these sets? What do you guys think? I think... Actually, I'll, I'll take I, it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I think Dominaria was interesting. It was... The lands were really cool. It was a throwback to kind of old stuff. Um, but personally, at least for me, I just didn't find very much interest in it. Um... And then Brothers War was a complete flip because they had Transformers. God that's all I need. God. That's oh, all I need. Lord. As oh, close as you Lord. get to a Gundam, that's all I need. Okay? We're, What's up we're getting what about towards Gundam. I didn't know you liked Gundam. Listen, listen, Gundam. listen. Yeah, I didn't know listen. you liked Gundam either. Mechs, mechs, anything robot related, that's Dude, my shit. You and okay? me are going to go watch this is, Gurren Lagong. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Brothers War was. It, it actually did that that had meld as well right it yeah, had yeah, yeah. right okay meld so was that was like thing. that was really cool as well but it it's meld is so hard to do because you have to have your permanence not die especially if it's so it's something like mishra and uh dragon engine which are two cards that uh when they're on the battlefield they combine together or meld um and that it, just it, entire thing is difficult to do the the two main ones for um, Brothers War were Mishra and Dragon's Engine, and the other one was Urza and uh, the Mightstone and Weakstone. Yeah. And I think there was also, like... Um, there was another Tukianos one, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, like it was, yeah, Titania. Yeah. There's a Titania that, yeah. one? Interesting. Those are the two um, ones I knew. I didn't know there was a Titania one. But yeah, but anyway. and I, to finish my thought, basically Brothers War was that kind of... It was Transformers, it was interesting, and then it had the meld as well, but it wasn't, like, a huge set for me. As well, and it, it brought back um, some old characters like Urza, saw, uh, like Urza and Mishra, who were huge in, like, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but, like, when they would release sets, like, themed sets for, like, an entire year, like, all the sets released are about this story. Um, that was, uh, Urza was, like, one of the main people of that mm -hmm. um, yeah. when it started off. Yeah. Urza actually caused, it was uh, in the war for Pyrexia. Um, yeah, he was. He's kind of. He was like the bane of Yawgmouth, so kind of sick. It, just a little bit of magic lore there. But my opinions on both of these sets. I mean, I didn't really like Dominaria. And I thought Brothers War was pretty mid overall. It's just when you have sets like Amigawa Neon Dynasty yeah, and you... New Kapena stuff, like those ones. It could just be because we really got into magic around that time. But those sets were golden. I thought Dominaria yeah. fell short. 
like I don't think any of us pulled more than like five packs a piece from Dominaria. I don't even think I pulled like two. Like, like, yeah, it, honestly, it was it was mid all around. It was very white heavy, and none of us seriously play white. And it also didn't have like any desirable cards. That was Painbow, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, okay, yeah. that so was Painbow. That goes that goes into my that goes into my thing. I didn't like Dominaria United as a set. Like I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of now. Keep in mind, I am a five-color player. I like five-color. I like how it plays. I like using it, and that's because of Painbow. I I bought the uh, Painbow Commander uh, set for Dominaria uh, Dominaria um, United, which is this one, uh, and it's fucking insane. It's a crazy like precon. It's fun. One, it's fun. It is a it's a crazy precon. But um, that was about the only. Uh, thing that I liked about it was that set because like even the whole domain stuff which is perfect for five color it's just it, the way they used it didn't very flow very well like I, I think they could have done better with that and then as far as Brother War is concerned it's funny again I have my uh, artifacts deck which is mirrors it's all artifacts and mirrors and colorless stuff but um I didn't like it. like the whole all of Brothers War kind of fell short for me. Nothing really interested yeah. me in Brothers War. I think that Urza is about the most interesting thing that came out of Brothers War for me. Like a lot of the Urza stuff because mm. he has, him as a character was interesting to me, and he uses blue and white, and I just I like that color. I like that set, which is uh what is that Azorius? Azorius. Yeah. Yeah. And that's be probably because of David. Well, it's it's because of me because that was the first colors I got you of like yeah because so. of spirits I like blue white yeah but anyway so uh, I want to say really quick so I'm going to be talking about these sets really if you have anything notable to say about these sets go ahead and speak about it but we don't have to talk about every single set because it's probably going to take a while if we do that so let's go ahead and let's see what about oh well this one's going to be yeah, Dominaria well, remaster we, we should talk about Phyrexia first. Oh, wait, well, Dom wait, 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 wait. Dominaria Remaster. Well, I, I'm going to go through all the sets, Leighton. Thank you very much. Um, all the sets. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna list all the sets that have like come out recently. If you guys have something notable to say about it, feel free to go ahead and talk about it. But you don't have to like go through everything like that. Because okay. it'll probably take us a while to do that. And like the point of it is on the newer sets and everything. So, um, But uh, what? let's talk about Dominaria Remastered actually because this was this isn't on the list that we had but this was released right after dominaria reunited type thing it was kind of mixed alongside it what do you guys think about dominaria remastered remastered was great it had all the two all of the colored tutors like I love yeah. how can you Domri was awesome Domri was great because it just Birds had paradise. all the good yeah screw you Layton screw you Domri was awesome go, I love Domri go fuck yourself I really first want that pack card. I opened for audio okay. listeners, he just showed Vampiric Tutor, which is no, a card not just Vampiric Tutor. Vampiric Tutor, Borderless Full Art. Yeah, it's beautiful. <sighs> it is beautiful. a beautiful card. It is a stupidly beautiful card. I hate it. Um, so, but like, do we have anything notable to say about this set? Like, honestly, we only pulled us? it once. I've never well, seen it in shops until we bought the box. Yeah, I think Tutors is the only thing. It's, yeah, really, Tutor. Other, otherwise, it. Oh, did it have Birds of Paradise in there? 
Yeah, yeah. It has. It has. It was. It had a few good things. To be honest, actually thinking back on it, it's like, it's like Diet Commander Masters. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like Diet Commander Masters. It's, we'll talk about that debacle in a bit, mm. but um, that whole thing. It, it had all the mm-hmm. good cards. It was cheap comparatively, like to other sets. It, we got it on sale, which never happens. Um, oh, yeah, I loved. I see, Domri had more of an impact for me, like than Domiu. Domiu, Dominaria United was like eh, kind of fell short, but then Domri actually had like an impact. I'm not just talking about Vampire, like Vampiric Tutor, obviously, which did most of the reason. It was but, it like, was a more other interesting set. Form. It had it had good cards. It had like interesting things that you could use with it, other unlike Domiu. Yeah. So I wanted to go ahead and bring up the next two sets well i guess three sets I'll, I'll let's have this as a bundle here because this is kind of similar to it's a diet version of what they used to do of releasing like storylines for one or two years straight but they the three sets that were released kind of together in junction were phyrexia all will be one march of the machine and march of the machine aftermath and we don't have to talk Mom. about every single one of these but i think we i think we we shit. have some out of Phyrexia. All will be one. All will be one was we pulled, pulled so much. The shit out of all will be one. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've got nearly every card in that set, other than like the really rare like sixty dollar cards or whatever. All of my no, all even... of my toxic deck right there. Yeah, seriously though. I it's, mean it was a oh really god, good the set. toxic phase. Oh it was geez. a good it was a good set. It was a good little set. I enjoyed it. Like all like I, it had it had some great cards like Canker Bloom. You sacrifice it, you can add you can like proliferate, add a plus one plus one or like create something, I think. Um The it, whole Phyrexian theme wasn't that interesting to me, but like the play, the way those cards went and like the I don't know. It was fun. I liked Phyrexian. It was fun. It was really neat. And then Ethan back there, he's flexing real quick. He's flexing. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um I will say really quick though too, Phyrexia. These sets had an insane impact on the standard game, and I'm the only one here who's played standard. And I even played online, but it had a crazy impact. Like Venerated Rot Priest, ridiculous card, ridiculous card. I can't believe it's still legal. Um, but yeah, it made Poison viable in like a standard meta, which is crazy. Poison is Poison already. First off, Toxic is bad shit. Yeah, like yeah, it's no, a weaker form ridiculous. of Poison. It's a weaker form of Poison, but stronger in that there's all of phyrexia kind of made toxic crazy yeah like the whole proliferate stuff is an amazing mechanic that they really like yeah flushed out there with toxic like canker bloom sacrifice canker bloom choose one destroy target artifact destroy target enchantment proliferates two mana yeah it's crazy so anything else to say about uh Mom, like, which is I want to talk about, Machines. I, I like Mom. I like Mom. Mom was actually really fun. March of the Machines um, was a very interesting set. Like, I feel like it was banger, banger. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, <laughs> like, Phyrexia, like, banger. It was great. It had talks. It had proliferate. It, it had, like, all of the ridiculous shit where it got thrown into the meta, and everyone was just like, ah! 
toxic, ah, proliferate. And then it didn't really do much, and everyone's like, oh, I, I kind of like this. This was fun. This was an interesting set. And then March of the Machines came around. Everyone was looking for Ragavan. Everyone was looking for, like, um, like Vorinclex or Elish Norn and all, all of the... Mom, Mom had, like, the... It wasn't very powerful, other than, like, Ragavan. It wasn't very powerful in the cards that you get. I mean, I built my Incubate deck off that because there's a cool uh function to me that they added um but also i it really focused on the the two person commanders where it's it is one commander but it's like um so and so and so and so and then it was just a constant like that's what mom practically was was the The same oh yeah yeah yeah, and then like a lot of it's a lot of uh planeswalkers that was um it was honestly i wouldn't call it the best set i've I, it was a good set. One of the cool anything. things about Mom is that um, it, it it had crossovers. It was the end game, Avengers end game of Magic the Gathering. It took all of your favorite characters and mashed them together. Like, um, what was it? Uh, what's the card that I said that we are? Uh, you and me, Ethan. Because I'm five foot four. Ethan, oh, it's the six the, ju- the, cent- um, uh, the centaur and the yeah, like... it's Flibothip and um. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other name. It's uh, Lilithith and like another character. But I was it's, gonna like, say Golthon Maverin, this... um, like the dinosaur, and no, the little vampire. Yeah, it's uh, Lilithith and something else. But you know, it, it's just you know there were some jokes that could be made. It was a fun set. It was a fun set. It was a fun. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's an one... interesting set. It was a good follow up to All Will Be One. I, I liked All Will Be One more than Mom. I same with me. Same with me. Mom was Mom was interesting. It wasn't like. Dom, like Dom, you is probably the worst out of all of these ones, honestly. Um, no, debatable. I'm gonna agree with that. I'm gonna agree with that. Brothers War was. Oh no, no, no! The next one. No, no, no! I'm not talking about aftermath. Aftermath is the worst. From the ones we've talked about. From the ones oh yeah, definitely. Dom, you is definitely the worst of the ones we've. Aftermath. Aftermath brought it to a new fucking low. <laughs> Aftermath was horrible. Oh my god! I don't know what they were disgusting. trying to go for. It was that was it, like it, it was it, they they were trying to sell more collectors packs. That's what they were. It they turned it into collectors packs. Yeah, this is yeah. this is where they started the what we have issues with. This yeah. is where they started, yep. and that's where we currently are, which is sad. Well, there's one more Not set quite. There's, that there's, we need to there's, talk about. Yeah, there's one more. We need to talk about Lord of the Rings. Oh. So I will. I want to talk about now, after, aftermath first. I want to explain to the viewer why we are so upset over this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, Phyrexia, banger. It was great. Right through packs, we got to do all the jumpstart stuff. We got so many cards. Great. March of the machines. That was so fun. We we got to pull all of that. A bunch of us got um, uh, freaking Praetors or just me. I got like three. I don't. I don't remember. No, I got five, four, four. I mean, I, I totally I, forgot. I totally forgot something very important. My Urtet is a Phyrexia. Yeah. I forgot Urtet's Phyrexia. I pulled this guy from a draft. Like, I mean, this is a good, hefty Did you pull Urtet at PAX? Yes, I pulled Urtet at PAX. Damn. That's sick. That's so um, sick. I forgot, I forgot about that. Phyrexia, that awesome. banger. March of the Machine, slightly less of a banger, but still a pretty good, pretty good set. Aftermath came around, and we're like, oh, 
Yeah, it's oh. ridiculous. There's no money in Aftermath. And everyone realizes it. They just... Aftermath it's, is probably... It, I believe it is statistically in the past like three years their worst-selling set, period. Because um, there, there's no point. There's no good cards. There's no point in getting it. They didn't... They so, they decided to be money-grabby without like the little dangle. I'm going to move past Aiden's rage really quick. And I'm going to talk about... Let's talk about Lord of the Rings really quick, because this is one of the most awaited sets of the entire year. And even if you're not a big Magic fan, I'm sure if you're in the Lord of the Rings fandom, if you're just a nerd in general, you've heard about the One Ring, um, which was the $2 million card that was to be auctioned. Oh, it was to be put into a random pack, kind of like a golden ticket. And when you find it, you know, offers were going upwards of $1 million, $2 million. And we'll talk about where that goes eventually. But this set was extremely controversial. And if you guys want to get into that, you guys can go ahead. Well, so uh, just to talk a little bit about it. I First off, I love Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is probably one of my favorite fantasy, like, things. Like, never in seen general. it. That's because you're wrong. And, in and fact, you're going to watch see, it with you know, us. Yeah, funny. no, you I will. I love, I'd love you know, to. You know what's funny about that, Aiden? I specifically brought these two things because we did a Star Wars marathon before we left school. We have to and do a Lord of the Rings marathon. We are doing a Lord of the Rings and a Band of Brothers marathon. This one is a little more optional than this one. This one, you have to see. You have to. It's I will. A mandatory I will watch thing. it. Can we watch The Hobbit first? Can we go in order? No. No, Aww. we're watching Lord no. of the Rings. Hobbits are we're dead. watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no. Read the Hobbit book. It's three. I have pages, read dude. the Hobbit book. I read it in like sixth grade. Then you don't need to You're watch fine, the movies. You're fine then. You don't need but, to watch the movies. So, the movies so, are literally 12. It will take you longer to watch the movies than to read the book. So just to quickly finish my thought, Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite fantasy things in, of all time. They, I think the way they set up the set itself, like cards – cards wise and like abilities wise and that kind of thing was pretty good they did a they did a very good job of it the cards are beautiful the card like, like they look good they play well they're they're it's fun mechanics there's a lot of food token stuff there's a lot of uh the ring bearer stuff there's a lot of amassing orc stuff like that's all really cool it was all very cool however however their marketing of it desecrated the set for a lot of people desecrated the set i like because of the whole bundle box controversy the bundle boxes the bundle boxes are priced higher than the other the bundle boxes in the past considerably higher one considerably higher and they have one less set booster in them period and uh something else to add lower the set booster like what like what? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and it's because they want to. They want a chance of pulling that one ring card. And another thing is, right now, the one ring, like the normal print version, is selling extremely high right now because it's yeah. extremely it 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 is breaking modern right now. It is breaking commander. It is it needs to be banned. If I'm totally it, it, honest, it, it is a very very powerful card and should not be. Wait, so what? And... Hold on. So the one, the one ring, ring right now, it's selling for forty dollars right now. The ones that are in the, like the bundles themselves are selling for sixty-five dollars. Selling Amazon, for one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're but, selling for a ridiculous amount of money. And the thing is too, the fact that these people were chasing that collector card made these boxes of seven packs. Was it? Yeah, it's um, seven rather than eight. Rather than eight, and at a higher price. 
ridiculous. Absolutely it's insane. Like $20, These boxes $30 were going more. upwards of $300. Yeah. No, this cool. is crazy. Uh, when crazy. this was before, this was before um uh, the one ring had been found and it has been found by a guy in Canada um and he sold it off to none other than Post Malone, Malone himself. I actually <laughs> saw the I actually saw the TikTok of him holding the actual one ring card and I'm like that's not real. <laughs> It's ridiculous, and dude, I'm going to wait, buy one of those. You bought, items. you bought, brother. Did you realize how much the card is? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know it's if it's actually in here. It should be. It should be. Well, no, like wait, the I one ring comes in every single. I was like, I was like, eh. Yeah, every bundle yeah. box does have a one ring in it. Not the oh. one ring, but a one ring. That's that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a profit also, right there. Also, it's not necessarily the serialized one because the serialized one's an entirely different matter because there's like a hundred or something. Yeah, like there's that. like a hundred or some, and then that's another chase card. And the big thing is, they didn't say that this was a you know an elite set. They made it kind of mandatory for players like in modern for play, which is already a pricey format. They made it like a staple in modern where you have to have four copies of it that means an additional 160 dollars you have to spend on your decks you have to do all sorts of this it is pricing out the regular consumer and yeah. that's where we get into the it, problem it becomes that's a, coming it, up right now it's literally like a pay to win it's i it's just i magic has always had kind of an issue in, in like for me as far as like paying to win for stuff but you don't need to necessarily necessarily but stuff like this not help and it's what's Doesn't really help. funny is like uh, my favorite thing is when you know lane puts together mirrors or something like that or ethan puts together his most expensive deck and like i come in with paco and i'm like yeah your 40 dollar paco deck and it's like no your cards are 12 dollars 12 dollars yeah what and that's just an example of how it is it's not play to win all the time. It's, it's but there not. Are some it's not pay to win. But there are some things like you know my elves deck is probably like four hundred dollars worth of cards. Yeah, my and my yeah, middle deck people... is a ridiculous number. Is like probably four or five hundred dollars. But yeah. I pulled all of those cards. For a lot of people in this hobby, a four. Yeah, there we go. There's the one ring. Oh my god. Yeah, is that a borderless the, too? Uh, borderless. Well, no, the yeah, borderless is the borderless is the normal one that comes in the deck. That one's priced at like forty bucks. Because the, oh, the special one that you can get this is forty bucks. The non-borderless yes. one is fifty-four. Yeah, what? the non-borderless one, the regular one, is the rarer one almost. That's gross, dude. I'm sorry. That's that's gross. It's, it's not insane. even. It's, it's actually the nasty. borderless isn't even on sale on TCG as far as I can see. Yeah, it's but anyway. It's nasty. So, that that was Lord of the Rings. Was just, there's a little controversy around the oh, market and the way they went about so, it. So tons of controversy around that, and there this is kind of getting into crossovers in Magic: The Gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, before we really get into the next set, we're uh, actually let's we're going to talk about crossovers right after we talk about this next next set because crossovers is going to lead us into the most upcoming sets. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Commander Masters really quick. Mm. Shitstorm. Shit Literal shitstorm, and they and they deserve every bit of it. They deserve every bit of it for Commander Masters. I'm not very knowledgeable on this. You guys will have to explain a little bit more. It okay. okay. So the long and short of it is, like, just broad strokes, stupidly good cards that have been in Magic for like ten years now, all in this set. Stupid high price point for the actual set. What's so, the price for the actual set? I well, think so. Like. like 
it's like two fifty for a box. Yeah, for like a bundle box. No, not a bundle box. Uh, set booster box. Oh, a set booster box. And that's insane because regularly these decks, uh, these these new ones go for like one twenty, one thirty, one forty. Yeah. Having it priced at two forty entry level, ridiculous. And it, it has it spiked upwards of three hundred and twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. To put it in perspective, just... to put it in a little bit of perspective, um, the Lord of the Rings set came out, and the uh, standard price for a commander set, like a built commander set from that deck, from that set, was like sixty seventy dollars, which is the case for a lot of commander sets. Like, uh, Painbow was a sixty dollar deck. The current the the sets for Commander Masters are priced at a hundred and like thirty, hundred and forty dollars just like out of the gate. Like let well, me more than that is okay. I'm gonna go look it up actually. Let's let's put it in perspective. Me and Aiden are going back to school and we're having to purchase a couple things. Such as a mini fridge. The mini fridge that we just purchased was a hundred and twenty dollars. It was on sale and it was like thirty dollars off. So it was like originally a hundred and fifty. That means that this commander deck was more than a mini fridge at ba- like at base price without the discount. That's disgusting. Okay. Well, it, it, uh, again, it also it depends on the like commander set you're buying here because some of them are like the normal price, like 55, 60, um, mm. and that's because prices fluctuate at the moment. Um, and there's a reason for that those, as well. The, those two sets are not as good as the other ones, like. Slivers and Eldrazi are priced high. Yeah, no, <laughs> unsurprisingly, they're the, they're, mm-hmm. they made pre-cons that are so powerful that it can be used in a tournament. And, no, this is the thing, though. People have played them against other pre-cons that have come out. They say they're equal if just a smidge more powerful, just a tad more powerful well, than if, the regular pre-cons. When you have things like zombies, it's like you can't really beat a zombie tribal without a decent deck. Well, and that's the thing is like it's it is like equal to the other decks that we're releasing. They standardly release at forty five dollars mm-hmm. when forty something, and that's yeah, forty something ish dollars. And that's that is the that is the price that they released them at recently. I just, I just I just want to point out that X River in the chat pointed out that you can't even buy the silver or the Aldrazi, the sliver or the Aldrazi precons, those ones we mentioned, without buying a set of four plus precons for multiple hundred dollars. Like you can't mm-hmm. get the other ones unless you buy the 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 all set, like like the the set of all of the commander sets, which is like two hundred seventy dollars. I'm pretty sure. Gross. The Gross. the four pack of commander decks, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just disgusting. ridiculous. It's disgusting. So. The reason for this is, so Wizards has gone out, and Wizards of the Coast, I'm saying, has gone out and said, this is not a premium product. Um, they specifically, me? they explicitly stated it's not a premium product, i.e. it is a regular thing. It is not like this, it's not It's not a higher price thing. It, it's it not shouldn't like be a higher price thing. thing. And then they went ahead and they said, okay, we're not going to put a cap on the market. We're not going to say these are should be sold on every site in every store at this price. They said, we're going to let the stores do whatever they want with it. So the stores, like Amazon, like a local GameStop, uh, sorry, store, have started jacking up the price <laughs> so much more than what they ever would have been able to do. You it's guys, just ridiculous. You guys want to hear some price points? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So, um, the four pack, the Commander Masters four pack, um, it's on sale, limited time deal, two ninety four off from three fifty <laughs> off from three fifty four. Um, the collector actually, the, surprisingly, the oh, it's <laughs> I lied. I'm like surprisingly, the collector's booster is the cheapest one here. It's four packs. The collector's like box is four packs, hundred and seventy four dollars. Um, it's four yeah. packs of cards. That's four insane. packs. Um, twenty four packs. Three hundred. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty four packs. So like a Baldur's Gate, um. Set booster box, three hundred twenty-two dollars. So, have you guys heard of uh, Flesh and Blood? Um, it's this cool new up-and-coming uh, card game. <laughs> here to slay? <laughs> Can we just play Here to Slay forever? Yeah, ju- let's just play Here to Slay. On God. Um, draft. Right? Okay, so draft two forty-eight on sale. I, I will say this kind of puts say... perspective. Like, I, uh, playing Popper now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, you can play Popper, and the entry point is like sixty bucks. Um, it's just insane. Also, really quick, these are some Commander Masters. I haven't pulled Commander Masters because it's a fucking waste of money. But buying singles off of it, like some crazy cards that were selling for really high price points, are now down to pretty cheap. This card that I just bought the other day, beautiful art, full art. I got it for five bucks. It used right. to be selling for thirty bucks. This is why singles are dropping in price with this which is pretty solid for people who are just buying singles but if you want to buy packs that's too much it's and like look some of these cards are beautiful so i want to say i'm gonna i'm gonna start moving us on really quick because i want to get us to talk about you know upcoming sets and things like that but uh i want to talk about really quick your opinion and your statement on magic the gathering focusing now and you know they're not necessarily like saying it's the only thing we're doing but focusing more than they used to on crossovers what they call worlds beyond okay so let's start with ethan here okay so i think i have a different opinion than a lot of people um and i might be a little controversial controversial here but personally the story of magic and the story of magic's original characters has never really interested me the original characters that came out i mean other than like urza and mishra were cool and that was a cool story that i kind of dipped my toes into but realistically like i spend most of my time just playing the game with my friends that's the goal and so when i saw crossovers so i I see like doctor who and lord of the rings and then things like coming out like fallout like fallout is a 100 percent 10 out of 10 like please thank you like I will be purchasing. Um, and, oh God, my dog's barking too. So sorry if we, we oh, did that. Wow. Um, but like, and then things like Final Fantasy, like that's going to be awesome. Um, and my God, my dog, sorry. My, do- my dog's are barking I, I too. Get out of here. You, I hate Hold on. everything. Hey, hey, I'm just talking about my socks here, guys. That's all. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, say really quickly, um, while he's gone, uh, I the the original um, the original story of Magic the Gathering was like very very early. It was almost like a Persian, like a almost like a 
Arabia theme. Well, they they uh, like the original theme wasn't like it wasn't really necessarily themed. It was Alpha and Beta, yeah? and then they released like Arabian Nights, which is kind of themed more thinking like of. it's thinking themed in more like uh, uh like the the world like the Earth. It's themed in more yeah. like Earth stuff, and then they start exploring other worlds and stuff like that, and I, that went over big because you know it's magic like it's supposed to be linked to fantasy and stuff like that yeah, and now so they're crossing well. it over so let's let ethan finish up his thoughts here i i didn't really hear what you guys kind of correlated off what i said but i'll that's try that. fine it was a side point about arabian nights okay um but yeah no it to me i haven't had much interest in just generally the story i will like throne of El- eldraine or whatever that oh, that's, that looks cool that's awesome um and I'm pretty sure it's tied to just the magic story. It's an original story, right? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. It's it's uh, Eldraine is a classic. It's a lot of elves and mystical creatures and stuff like that. Like fae, it's meant to be. Like it's yeah. It's a meant to be more like fairy elves, tale type you say. stuff. Oh yeah. No, you're uh, uh, right. Okay, no, but uh, the last yeah. Eldraine set released Oko, Thief of Crowns, which was the most game-breaking card probably in the history of Magic the Gathering. Um, other than, like, uh, what the... Uh, um, the fucking Savannah uh, Lions. Rockick or something like that? Yeah, no, oh my god, Savannah Lions. <laughs> um, but, like, there's there's another card that just broke the game, too. But, honestly, like, Eldraine has been, and it will always be, a huge and popular set. But yeah. let's get back onto the topic yeah, of just like expansions really quick. Yeah, it it like Eldraine is something that I was like, oh cool. But to be perfectly honest, okay, granted, if the set comes out with a one ring, I personally I wasn't really a big fan of the one ring in general. But it also it jacked up the prices of of set boosters. It made Lord of the Rings so much harder to just want to buy. Um, which made the concept of like when I first thought about Lord of the Rings, I was like, "Holy crap! We can, we're going to get our favorite characters. We're going to be able to play with them. It's going to be easy to get." But I don't think any of us play with Lord of the Rings characters right now. Other than like decks. many partings, I'm, which is a great little I, uh, like I, land search. I don't yeah. use anything. I bought like I'm, four set four packs, and I use many. And partings. there's That's and, it. and exactly the point though is like there wasn't a need because of that. And I feel like if, if the price was lower, we would have bought more. And so that's the thing with like fallout fallout to me, if they do it right, it needs to be priced lower. It needs to be a more accessible set, but then they're, they're going to see so many more sales. I feel if the general cost is lower, because I feel like just in retrospect, it's not going to turn people away. I would walk into our local game store and just be like, eh, I guess I'm just not going to get a, a a deck right now or a, a set right now because nothing interested yeah, in like me and the only thing that was new was I ain't buying shit. I'm going to go for Strixhaven Draft Booster for $4 and try exactly. and get that tutor. Yep. Amigawa Draft yeah. Boosters, 4 bucks. But even, but even then, like, I, I kind of, and that's why I say I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. Even you guys, like, you pull Draft Boosters, and I personally have no interest in Draft Boosters because well, I feel honestly, like... And that's what I've been doing recently. I mean, it really is gambling. Well, but like, yeah, it is. I mean, the, my biggest thing, the reason I'm pulling draft boosters so much, as far as like Kamigawa draft boosters and stuff, or like the because uh, you love um, the set. Yeah, that and I love the lands. Like the lands are a big piece of it for me, and I found a lot of these just through draft boosters, and they're cheaper. And yeah, I, they're gorgeous. Like 
They're very wonderful. They're very cool cards, and I, I, it's a way for me like, to look at this one. I pulled, kind of uh, like, I got this one from um, uh, New, New Capenna. Like yes. that is a gorgeous land. Yeah. Um. So really quick, I mean, I, I, I would like to talk about my opinions really quick on all of this expansion stuff. I have like two schools of thoughts when it comes to this. Number one, it's that this is gonna get new players excited for magic like and that's awesome i want more players in here i want players who have been interested in doctor who for a while getting a doctor who set like getting that, into yeah. magic wanting to play it i want people who are really interested in fallout i want people who are interested in assassin's creed whatever i want them to be interested in the game so we can keep playing with new people and i love that but if i i see the other side as well which is people being upset about you know they're not really it doesn't feel like magic anymore it feels like they're just chilling out for money with cards and stuff they the people have equated it to the Fortnite of card games like it's you know it's just expanding to get sales and stuff like that rather than keeping the integrity of the game um yeah. and i'm gonna be honest if they five dollar set booster four dollar draft booster every single set i feel like their sales would skyrocket maybe bump yeah, that yeah. up to no, a five maybe what... bump that up to a I five dollar mean... six dollar or like for like the lord I mean, of the bro. rings cap it at seven bucks like bro how much is it to print a fucking card yeah it's not that much it is really it's sh Wait. it's like cents to print a card like, and that's been a topic for a while of like why do we give so much value to to pieces of cardboard practically so uh legally um this is not a gambling thing or else uh, like legally magic the gathering is not gambling because wizards proclaims that once a uh, once you pull a card it has no value um except for yeah. personal value which is objectively incorrect and honestly if it got this is you know started to be discussed as you know gambling these prices might fluctuate and things like that because truth of the matter is it really is gambling. Um, I mean, it really is because you're you're pulling cards in hopes of one, maybe pulling specific cards that are expensive or very powerful, and those that is generally they're generally intertwined. A very powerful card card is generally going to be a very expensive card, and the that's of money, that's why that's why you pull cards, or it's because you like a certain. The amount of money I would have saved throughout like the first two years if I had just not had the mindset that i wanted to pull based off of a card that was in a set and mind you these cards that i wanted to pull weren't even cards that i was interested in it just i just wanted to resell them so at that point it was gambling it was literally the process of buying just to resell buying just to resell and then i'd end up losing so much money just to get a little bit back yeah, and I, like... I think that's why. I mean, at least me, at least I have kind of stopped buying any sets. I'll buy prepackaged sets at like our local game store or something like that, where like he creates the sets or something like that, because he pulls so much. Like he's uh, game stores are able to financially like make money back because they get discounts on buying product, which means they can open it and sell it and actually make a profit. Um, oh but, yeah, no. So you're gonna Full, get interesting uh, cards. Can we like shout out that guy because he's good. No, 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 no. We can't. Nope, nope, nope. We, we, guys, we, we fly fourteen hours to this one specific game store. Uh, yeah. Every, every other couple of months or so, we fly out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Two hundred dollars. 
But also, like the... I, you know, he he'll create packs himself. That's like of fifteen cards, of rares and foils no, and 30. stuff from certain sets. It's like it's ridiculous amounts of cards for like three, four, five bucks. It's mm. great stuff because if you want to just pull some stuff, get some more bulk that you might want to build decks out of. That's a great way to do it, and you're supporting a lo- supporting a local game store while so not much, doing so much gambling. better than so much better than shitty. Yeah, no, that guy's one dollar like. Uh, two rares and then a whole bunch of commons on commons is like the best thing ever because it's just uh, yeah. it's just de- uh, collection building. Like, yeah, you, you can, pay ten yeah, bucks. Absolutely. You pay ten bucks and then you have what? Uh, if you get three hundred cards, thirty cards, three hundred cards. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's that is you could. I, like and if he's done it specifically based on like a certain set like which he has done for like lord of the rings and stuff he has sets for the lord of the rings cards like if you do that with certain sets um like and have it like the theme you could get the theme of that set and make a deck out of that that's Absolutely. awesome that is awesome and i like crossovers because i like the sets i'm less inclined to buy them because they're gonna be more expensive i just like seeing what cards are going to do like i'm not like i've never seen doctor who i've seen like the most i've seen of doctor who is the tiktoks like clips bad take bad take, bad take. i oh, i've never gross. watched doctor who i'm sorry um my boy, i can't say i'm not please. like you have hbo no i you have hbo it's i guess free i do with our college it came like, free with your college dude, you can college watch it you can binge it it is one of my favorite shows ever made. It's just so fun to watch. I, I know, I know. I need to watch, like, Doctor... I have so many shows I need to watch. Um, but, like, seeing, like, the time travel stuff... Um, uh, ability that they came up with to, oh, yeah. like, do all the Time Lord stuff, where it's all about suspend counters, which haven't been in the game for a little bit. Um, I love, I love, I love. It's that. super cool. Like I, I like the crossovers just to see what they're going to do with the characters that I know. Yeah. Um, but it just ends up being more expensive and not worth it. Cause it's like, oh yeah, like uh, 40k. I love like hearing about the Tyranids. I know like jack shit about them from a 40k perspective but i love the concept of the tyranids i, w- I want to get a tier oh it's like it, it like if if it the 40k like ones bucks. actually were like not that bad yeah they're bad they're down to like 40 bucks now yeah no, um the tyranid the 40k sets were not horrible i think they started at like 50 something and then shot up a little bit and then went back down um but they were not horrible but like fallout it's gonna be like 80 bucks to get a commander deck and yeah no yeah it's just so like what are your general thoughts would you rather not see crossovers or would you rather see crossovers i want to see crossovers i genuinely really do want to see crossovers because i'm not hugely into the lore of magic i i think it shakes up the game a little bit um, having these new perspectives and new keyword abilities. Like, if I can have a commander deck with a courier from Fallout New Vegas, or Benny, or Mr. House or something, um, that would be fucking amazing. Um, but what's going to happen is, is it, it's going to come out, it's not going to be great, and it's going to be like $80. And that's where my problem lies. I love, I love 
the crossovers themselves. I hate that they're just cash grabs. Yeah. Yeah. As far so uh are is that is that kind of the conclusion there, Aiden? So as far as my thoughts on it are, it's I mean, we're just voicing the same thing at this point. Like I like to see the crossovers. Although I do have an extra point. I think that as far as with crossovers and with abilities are concerned, I like that the crossovers kind of give um, give the writers of the cards and like the, the game masters and whatnot, uh, give them like some inspiration for how to do certain like like new mechanics and things like that. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that the crossovers give that to the game masters and give that to the writers and stuff. However, I don't think you need an entirely... I, I don't think you need a crossover specifically to get that new like ability. Like the whole idea of a time travel set that is all about suspend counters. That's awesome. And that came from, that's coming from the doctor who set that they're about to release. Uh, I don't know. Is it released? I don't no, know. It, it releases in like, uh, I believe it releases October, November. I'm not sure, but yeah. Well, it's so yeah, cool. like that whole ability. That's awesome. But what they could be doing is they could be looking at that, getting the inspiration, and then instead of making an entire, or, or instead of like doing a crossover set, which is kind of it's kind of lazy, honestly, it's kind of lazy and easy because you can pull all the same characters. Transitioning that into something of their own making, I think, would benefit both the game and the profits they're going to make and stuff. And although truthfully... I will say, I will say yes, it, it's because. The issue is they're not making sets for, I mean, they are, but they're not. They're, their focus for making sets for Magic players is diminishing. I their agree. focus for making sets for players New who players. have never played Magic before is, it's increasing, yes, Actually, but it's, also, it's a cash grab for both. Because I want to go I mean, ahead and I want to read out actually some of the upcoming ones, and I just you know I I want to you to you to tell me if it sounds like a magic set or if it sounds like they're trying to expand it to a younger audience, like because a lot so of these Fortnite are set. hitting me that way. Yeah, they had a Fortnite at some point. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead Fortnite and say, layer. yeah, well, like okay, secret, listen, secret layer is a little layer is different, different, but yeah, secret layer is different, but like. I'm going to read some of these, um, like, titles and, like, just listen out. Like, these are all the sets that are coming out. These sound childish to me. Like, half of them sound childish or are, like, a direct franchi like, franchisement. So, Wilds of Eldraine. That sounds cool. Yeah, magic The Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Magic-y. Okay. A little wacky. Ravnica Remastered. Cool, 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 cool. Murders of Manor. Karlov Manor. That yeah no yeah, I'm, uh, I read those two, the the one and then the one after Fallout and it's like yeah what? yeah we have Fallout after that and, and you know what they're doing you know Thunder doing? Junction yeah what the hell is Outlaws of Thunder Junction and can I make a high noon deck because I will make a high noon deck and it will be you hilarious doing? why is it called Thunder Junction the fuck. It's yeah, like so goofy. It sounds like it's so, goofy. so 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 many jokes to be They're releasing they're they're releasing the remastered sets to pander to the magic players. That's what they're doing, so that they have like leverage to do the other stuff they're doing. They're like, 
Uh, so so magic players can't go well like what are you doing like make something new and original oh 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 but here's ravnica remastered damri yeah no it's like like you liked you you liked ravnica right like here's ravnica remastered modern horizons 3 come on guys oh my gosh oh my goodness wow that's so uh, you know it's funny i literally said earlier in the podcast wow those those two are the ones that are going to be awesome because they yep. are absolutely and they're probably um, gonna, so I'm going to keep Horizons reading these. Three is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to keep Expensive. reading these just because like it, these are either a a target to a younger like or newer audience, a franchisement of an already existing series in like an expanded world, or it's a sequel to a set that is already established within Magic. Mm-hmm. Like, let me read these last ones: Assassin's Creed, Bloomborough. What the fuck? What is it? Literally. It literally is like it, it's it's a miniature world of like mice and wonderment. I'm gonna lose my mind. My only question: gonna... Do they have like do they have like nuclear weapons? Can I like Fallout Four, <laughs> little boy, the mice and wonderment? I'm gonna so say that. So you know, I'm gonna call send... it. I'm gonna call it right now. Um, the that Q3's Doctor Who esque uh, like third party special special commander deck is gonna be Alice in Wonderland. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, you're probably right, aren't you? Honestly, so, I would like to play I would like to be able to say I cast two mice soldiers and then I cast a little boy. I'm gonna lose my <laughs> mind. Like That's so, my goal uh, in Magic the Gathering. The Just final like set set to release next year is Duskmorn, House of Horror. What are these things? That's just... Why are they also, that, also, this is pissing me Dusk, off, honestly. Dusk, yeah, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a that sounds like a Disney like haunted ride, like Dusk a haunted Morn like. Literally ride. looks like it was copy pasted straight off of All Will Be One. It looks like Phyrexia. I swear to God, that exact image was on like the Fi- All Will Be One box. God, like it just. I I so what I found interesting was I lit- I found myself without even having this conversation with you guys yet. I was reading Murders of uh, Carlo Manor, that one, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, what would be the like the the thing of the set? Like the niche. So you have Ooh, in investigate tokens. It's oh, it's clue tokens. It's probably gonna be clue. Ooh, but actually, ooh, ooh but actually, I could be I like, know. I could Should be like, I found. Don't, I could, don't you make table, a don't you make a white blue clue deck? I swear. No, listen, listen, I, listen. I, at the table, I could be like, it was, it was, uh, uh, the fucking oh god, I don't know any bro, clue characters. Bro walks up, bro walks up with a monocle in a pipe, and it's like, <laughs> he, uh, he goes buys the bubble he, pipe. He goes, I think it was David in the dorm room with the with the, with the water bottle, <laughs> and then he goes, but like god. actually. No, but like actually, bro, I would We're making fun of it, and that's it, we're making fun of how goofy it sounds. No, like yeah. the, the legitimately, oh my god, Outlaws of Thunder Junction. I want to go on Moxfield in next summer, um, and I want to see like four or five decks named just High Noon that are like EDH level nine decks. High <laughs> Noon. So, and something I want to say is that. A lot of these products are being released, and you know it's expanding, it's expanding their horizons. And I love having new players into Magic. I mean, it, literally, the reason Layton is here is because I talked to him about Magic: The Gathering. They're expanding um, their new horizons, guys. 
And oh my god. No, excuse me. They're <laughs> they're expanding their modern horizons, guys. Three times. My boy, my boy is gonna be like the ultimate dad joke. Like when he becomes a dad, it's gonna be like unbearable. You know, no, you dude. already know today David's like, I'm tired. I'm like, hi tired, I'm late. In like, in Aroma Joe's. I can see him shit. in slow mo at like a restaurant being like and like the waiter comes up and it's just like, can I help you with anything else? Can I get you anything else? And he's gonna go, a million dollars would be nice. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna die right now on the spot. I'm gonna die. <laughs> you do that at PAX, we kill you. <laughs> I'm going to. You already know it. So really quick, guys, I want to say, oh, we're gonna hop into nerdy news really quick, but I want you guys to wrap up your thoughts about what we talked today. Yeah, I think. Honestly, in general, like going from the the decks that are the sets that we've seen before, it was the general the move from magic based sets where we had the different niches such as toxic and uh, companion and all kinds of different like actually cool things. And I wouldn't say that crossovers are not cool. It's just that we're getting into a part of magic where crossovers are the new thing. It's the Fortnite of Magic the Gathering. And though I don't really have that big of a an an an, an, uh, guys, an axe guys, to grind, I guess the new Boruto sets coming out. You guys gonna buy in? I will actively contribute to the burning of those cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, gonna be no, like, it's like Germany, bro. I can see it now. I can see it now. Doubling season gets reprinted again because it's gonna be called like the fucking, Shadow like, Clone. I don't know Shadow Clone Jutsu. I'm gonna like. I can see it right now. Gross. I can see it right now. Gross. And it's gonna be like fifty bucks, and I'm gonna like actually just die. I'm. Gonna, I want Post Malone to buy it and then just burn all of them. Please. <laughs> can we start? A, can we start a GoFundMe? For Post Malone <laughs> to burn all sorts of all Magic cards except the one, no, including the One Ring. Turn it yeah, into a it, Banksy a Banksy painting. But honestly, to just kind of like finish what I was saying, like it's. It is at a point where crossovers are what is the future. And I, I think that going forward, they just need to lower the play, price. Uh, they need to keep it low. And we will be good. We will be great killer. And yeah, it's good. It uh, yeah. I entirely agree with you. If they keep set boosters at a cap of like $7, like absolute maximum premium set, $7. Everything would be fine. The fucking a premium set seven dollars. A yeah. normal set, yeah, five. Wizards needs to look at themselves and think: Do we want to make money, or do we want to keep players? And I think that's what they're well, gonna have to do. Well, I, and I, there's I, an I, feel, I don't. There. I don't feel like those things are mutually exclusive, though. I I honestly feel like that's that's what they're thinking. They're thinking. I want to squeeze out this last bit of water from the dish rag, but I don't care if the dish rag breaks if we if well, we, we saw that with D and D, and we've talked about that on the podcast. Like it's clear that the CEO of Wizards of the Coast doesn't give a single flying fuck how the money is made as long as she's raking in as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like, and then the entire community said no, and she was like, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, it's and, like, and, but that, knowing that she's like that. Even then, even that we have the power and stuff to be able, like we are the consumer. She doesn't make her money unless we buy her stuff. But 
it's the fact that we know that that's that the person in power at Wizards of the Coast is money hungry. That's just it's so disappointing. They they need to they they really need to like I mean because collectively as a company you can overpower your CEO as a company collectively. Unfortunately the company collectively also sucks. Mm-hmm. Um uh so what they need to do is hire better writers. Hey, speaking of writers, let's move on to nerdy news. And I want to talk about something just really quick. So speaking of writers, the writer strike is still going on in uh in, in it, like while we're talking about writers and stuff like that, writers need to be paid fairly. And this is a continuous thing that's going to probably keep showing up recently in all sorts of forms of media. So any type of uh, love of film, if you love video games and stuff like that, these people are on strike right now. If you want to give them support, any type of love, um, because they are, are video games writers on strike. Yeah, damn, damn, it's damn the whole the, union uh, is on strike. Damn, it's the whole union. Damn the uh, the the multi-millionaire uh disney writers are striking against the multi-billion disney company bro oh. no no no. they get paid they get paid ninety thousand dollars like and then the directors get paid yeah the, if you want to look it up like no they do the get thing paid is, peanuts compared if... it's ridiculous it's, it's like rdj is making 10 mil off an avengers movie and the writer who made up the entire story is making a quarter of that not a quarter yeah that'd be bad that'd be very bad <laughs> but yeah if they're and, complaining like, about two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year i'd 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 be like uh huh well i mean honestly they are like even two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year that's fine let them be paid a percentage of the movie value exactly they like should that. be paid for that's what they're visuals. arguing about because because this is the thing these movies are making billions of dollars or you're right. Yeah, you I know, do billion dollars. I, I do think that uh, the writers of Lightyear should be paid um, how much they got for Lightyear. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, uh, this is what they're they're lobbying for and stuff like that. And I don't want to bring up anything like you know anything controversial, but like it, this is something that's going on and it's good to be aware of. But new, more nerdy news. I think moving on, uh, more people have other things to say about this. If you guys want to go ahead and take over nerdy news. Well, okay. the number one, the new South Park game. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that. I got a TikTok it, about think, it. Then Ethan sent me the like, same TikTok. It's it's money, but also at the same time, like, the South Park franchise is known to be doing stupid stuff, and that's the point. Like, they're just making... That video game is going to be a laughing stock, but on purpose. Like, I think that's the goal. It is so weird. It's it's in three D. Um, it's it. I don't understand what it. I don't even know what it's gonna be. Like it looks like a battle royale for fuck's sake. Lord, Lord help me. Yeah, they've taken over. I feel it does like, look it, like a battle royale. It's either going to be a third person battle royale or a MOBA, and I don't know a which tragedy. is worse. <laughs> oh God, no, no, no. MOBA is one hundred percent worse. I hope I it's would. both. I hope it's both together. I hope it's together. together. One. Uh, Aiden, <laughs> what do you think about? Armored Core. Well, my controller is broken, so I can't even play it. L L L L L L L L L. You'll be able to use mine when we get to school. Don't you worry, I'll take care of you. Mooch you on the mouth. Um, dude, I I have been looking up 
review after review, obviously non-spoilers, um, this game looks like it's it's legit. It's like obviously it's it's, it's the, the Gundam Ring. game. It's the Elden Ring combo. It's Bandai Namco and FromSoft. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. It is the farthest FromSoft game from Dark Souls. It is. It is in no, almost in no way, uh, like Dark Souls. Uh, and that's Dude, what the reviews have been saying. It kind like, of reminds me of um, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Shock, Bioshock. It kind of reminds me of Bioshock when I look at it, like just aesthetic-wise and everything. So it's a little yeah. too high. It's a little too high techy for that. Bioshock always it, had this like nineteen fifties vibes. I'm very excited though for oh god, I could talk about this game forever. So I'm gonna have to it, like keep it, it down. It does, but look like so good. It's it's to the point where like it's gonna be very easily approachable. Supposedly, um, it's pretty intuitive on just how to get started and start playing. And then the whole gameplay loop is you're in a mission. It takes about maybe two minutes to longest. It takes about 10 minutes to 15 minutes. Um, there's maybe a boss fight in between these missions. Sometimes the mission is only go out, kill these two turrets, come back, and the mission ends. Um, it's very Metal Gear Solid in that esque. But the gameplay loop is mission, get money, customize your mech. Mission, get money, customize your mech. And that's the loop. And though it may seem at first glance like, oh, that's going to get boring, supposedly from how customization works and how the levels are placed, it's really, really fun. Well, I like, was the way watching you, the way you say it. Sorry, really quick. The way you say a bad game, like Ace Combat Seven, I played because um, I like I like playing games generally. Um, but and Ace Combat Seven is kind of an arcadey playing game, but that's that's kind of what it feels like. Ace Combat is you uh, you have a main story, and the whole idea is that the mission is playing out the main story. Uh, you go out, you do your mission, and then you come back or whatever, and then you get money for customizations and upgrades or different jets or whatnot, and then you get some of the story, and then you do it again. And that's what Ace Combat 7 is. So, I mean, it, it sounds pretty similar. Yeah. And it's even going into stuff like, um, supposedly, just how they talk. Like, it's just, it's badass. It's so badass. Like, you, you're, I'm, I'm pretty sure, that I may be wrong, it's along the lines, but your, your name is like AC126 or Armored Core 126. And you're a mercenary for hire who is like damn good at his job, which is one very starts from how FromSoft usually starts your game, where you're basically the lowest of the low with no power. In this game, you're going against like sometimes you're coming up against rookies that are in like rogue pilots, um, like testers and stuff like that that shouldn't be out in the field. And these guys are new, and you just go up and you whoop them like so fast. And like the voice lines of the other person is like, "Holy crap! I can't let this guy, this like guy who's only in it for the money, get me or something like that." And it's like, uh, you're saying that's that's very similar to how Ace Combat is. What is it? You're saying this these missions take like two minutes? Is it like No 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 not not all of them. I'm saying there's certain ones. Yeah, I know. It's supposedly... But I'm I'm looking at like the trailers and stuff. This shit this the scale is ridiculous. Like Yeah, that's the trailers don't really that's not that's like probably an open world mission. Um there's missions where it's like you're set in one from what I've been like I've been listening, like I've listened to kinda of funny, I've listened to a couple more YouTubers talk about it. From from the showcase they were able to do, they got their hands on it for like four hours. Um, 
there's missions that legitimately you go in, you go out, you kill a couple things. And whether or not it's in that world, like there's a couple maneuverability things where you're flying across the map. No, like I'm, Dude, I'm watching sick. the trailer is like, they've got a, they've got like an, um, what's it, what's that called? What's the, the Walker in star Wars called? In AT AT? No, the other one. Wait. ATST. ATST. Yeah. 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 The big the one the big that one on Luke likes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, AT-AT. Um, AT-AT. That is an AT-AT? I thought the... the, yeah. the doing, Isn't that the doing, sand? Doing? Uh, no, those are the ATSTs. Oh. Are you talking about the Sandcrawler mission, Aiden? Is it like a dune? Yeah, with the giant yeah. thing. Uh, you're, you're like that a looks ro- dope as shit, You're, you're a robot, and you start out in the distance, and there's this massive, like, AT-AT-looking thing. Like considerably larger than an actual it looks AT-AT. like the mountains in the you distance know, it That's looks like it it's looks part like. of the background until you start flying through the level to your checkpoint and realize that it is your checkpoint you have to, you fly across the map to this massive thing and so then go cool. up into it also uh aiden just for some reference that mission is one of the longer ones it's like 15 minutes or something like that there's no way it's 15 minutes uh, they must be fucking speed running this shit well, no, no, it's so, so okay. For sorry to to kind of uh, go back. The the bosses are from soft. They're from software bosses. Let's let's just put that in perspective. Like they the mission is supposed to take fifteen minutes, but the boss will take you about two hours once you get to them. Kind of thing like that. It, there's definitely a a disparity there. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm, anyway, okay. But yeah, anyway. we should probably move on here. We should probably move on here. Sorry, sorry. Armor core is. It's the I thing. know you're hyped. You're hyped. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, we... I can run through the other the other couple ones. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the seventeenth. So four days actually. It comes out on Game Pass. It's gonna be if you guys have ever seen Friday the Thirteenth, that game that released. It's uh like there's gonna be you're you're playing be... as a member of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. And then it's a map similar to Friday the 13th. So there's goals. Uh, there's going to be um, proximity chat. Like, I'm so excited. This game is going to be hilarious, but also probably terrifying. Um, and then another one that I know uh, Lytton won't really enjoy. Overwatch Season 6 story update. It's, just, it, it's really just not that interesting. Honestly, okay. No, the most interesting part getting... is the fact that they put themselves on Steam and got so unbelievably review bombed. It was fucking it's so hilarious. Funny. The videos where it's like, so Alari, Alari is this, the new character that released for this season. Alari looks and very it's all cool. All of the videos, Alari is dope, awesome. But all of the videos are like Alari when she, uh, because she does a, a blinding thing. And it's like Alari when she blinds you from the fact that they got rid of PVE. And it's like, that's all of the comments. And I was like, no, oh, literally, okay. it's like oh everything across everything. It, so, it is, it is, it is a hundred and nine thousand reviews. Yeah, hundred thousand, nine thousand reviews, nine percent positivity. Mm-hmm. It, it is, is oh my god, ridiculous. Also, Another I will w say, for the Valve community. It's funny because I'm actually memes. getting, I'm actually getting genuinely better at Overwatch. Uh, I just ranked up to bottom of plat, and I'm I, I'm still going up as well as me and Caleb. And Damn. the funny thing is that we're not. It's not even that we enjoy Activision. Obviously, we we know this. But it's just the gameplay loop is fun. It's something that you can turn on. It's similar to Battle Royale. I don't want to play Fortnite. 
Like, it's just one of those games. And there's nothing else that I can think of the same other than, like, fucking Dead by Daylight. Oh, and God. No thank you. That, that's, no thank you. that is a funny-ass review, but that's 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 bad. <laughs> Not readable on on Twitch. Another W for the Valve community, just saying. I don't know which Blizzard treats worse, its players or its female employees. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's the first Ew. one. Okay. So and on that with, note... Yeah. yeah, with everything that we've talked about today, I know this is one of our longer episodes, but we really appreciate you guys staying right to the end, and we love you as always. And I guess we're going to wrap it up here, guys. So I guess we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye. Bye-bye.